What if I told you that today you'll leave here different? Pops! Pops! I'm talking to you. Bro, what'd you see? Something above the clouds. That's big. How big? Big. You think whatever killed Pops is out there? Right here, you are gonna witness an absolute spectacle. You have reached Pod Level Midnight, a conversation show about sports, movies, and whatever else we find along the way. I'm your host, Josiah Dury. Let's go. Welcome into Pod Level Midnight and our first Directors Club episode. Today we're going to be discussing the films of Jordan Peele ahead of his new release, Nope, coming to theaters this Friday, July 22nd. So Directors Club, um, for those that may have missed it, is going to be a new project I'm working on here heading into year two of the podcast, which is a way um, just for me to be able to, to learn more and to talk about some of my favorite working directors um, when they have new movies coming out. So Jordan Peele, as mentioned, has a film coming out this weekend. So before that comes out, um, just a chance to dive into his history, learning a little bit more about him as a director and his previous films, and then um, hopefully get a chance to discuss Nope after it comes out here in a week or two. So um, after everyone's had a chance to see it. So yeah, this is just a way to um, to talk more about um, some of the directors that I like to follow. One of the big kind of shifts for me when it came to learning how to um, get get more into film, like criticism and reviews and stuff was to start paying attention more to directors than anything else, more to directors than any sort of um, franchise or actor or um, even certain like genres and stuff, but to just follow certain directors um, and the the works that they do and to, to learn about, you know, their, their style and the things that they're trying to say through their films. So that's kind of been the, one of the biggest shifts for me in just following movies is to not pay as much attention to the content necessarily of, of a trailer or of a movie concept or who's in it. Um, but just say, Hey, I follow this director and I'm going to see whatever they, whatever they put out. So Jordan Peele is kind of at um, one of the people at the top of the list for that um, for me. So excited to be able to talk about him here today. So if you're wondering anything else about um, Directors Club and what it's going to be like, um, as well as other content you can expect on this podcast feed here in year two of the pod, listen to our State of the Pod episode from um, a little over a month ago, um, talking about um, what you can expect there as we move into a new year. So excited to get into Directors Club here. And yeah, I've got a few categories to run through just to talk about Jordan Peele. The nice thing with him being the first person that um, I'm doing Directors Club on is he only has two, um, soon to be three, um, you know, feature films that he's directed. So a little bit easier, a little, not as big of a, of a library to go through as um, some spoiler alert, some that are coming later in the year, some of the big name, um, older, more um, well-entrenched directors that I'm going to be able to talk about later in the year who have just a deep, deep filmography. So this is a nice kind of, um, kind of dress rehearsal here with um, the first director's club 
get to hear some of the categories. This is all a work in progress. So if you have any suggestions or things that would be good to cover as we talk about directors and learn about them, let me know. But I've got about five or six uh, different categories here to go through just to talk about um, Jordan Peele, um, some of his history, and then some of kind of what um, can be seen throughout his his films. And then we'll, of course, preview Nope as well. So let's get into it from here. So uh, the first category is just kind of um, my personal history. So why I'm a fan of this director and how I got introduced to them. So for for Jordan Peele, um, I, like many people, um, knew him as a, as a comedic actor throughout like high school and college. Um, he was on Mad TV first and then Key and Peele obviously was huge. Um, so I knew him from that. Um, and I remember hearing an interview that he did probably right around the time Key and Peele was winding down. Uh, probably like 2014, 2015. And he was just talking about how he is a, a student of film and loves um, specifically the horror genre. And he was talking about how he's going to be directing and, and making a, a horror movie. I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. You know, good for him. It'll probably be some super small thing. Like no one will ever see it. It probably has no like big name actors or anything like that in it. And then of course, a couple later, a couple years later, Get Out happened. So, so we're gonna talk a lot about Get Out, but that was kind of um, the transition from for him from um, from those uh, comedic um, standpoint to becoming a director and then going on to be one of the kind of most bankable um, genre directors that we have now moving forward. So um, so that's kind of just my personal um, history. And when I saw Get Out, it was kind of that shift of, you know, add him to the list of directors who anytime they make something, I'm going to go see you know, what it is that they see, what, what it is that they make. So, so that was a big um, shift from, from comedy to horror for him and from being a performer to being a, a director and a producer. So the next category is just his bio. So getting a little deeper into these things, into his history, um, obviously has that comedy background, um, was on Mad TV through the early 2000s. Key and Peele ran from 2012 to 2015, which obviously was an iconic sketch show sketch comedy show with him and keegan michael key um some of the most like memorable um scenes and skits and stuff um within that show and that's what they were known for and then they both kind of um went their separate ways in terms of well they still they still did some acting and stuff together and some voice work together but as far as content wise keegan michael key has obviously done a lot of of acting mostly in comedies tv and film and then jordan peele going more of the behind the camera um, producer director route. So um, it's cool to see their continued support of one another though, and friendship and stuff. I remember at the Oscars when, when get out was up for the Oscar seeing um, Keegan-Michael Key, like supporting Jordan Peele and everything and, and their friendship. So that's um, really cool to see how that is, has lived on. Speaking of them working together after Key and Peele, um, they had a movie called Keanu in 2016, which people may or may not remember. Uh, it's about a cat, like a little kitten named Keanu, who they um, they are the two kind of main actors of the film. And they like, I don't even remember the context. They either adopt the cat or just find the cat and like have to keep it alive and stuff throughout all these hijinks. And there's like cartel involved and all sorts of other stuff. I really enjoyed the movie, um, not directed by Jordan Peele. So that's not going under this um, you know, in that category, but it was, um, I think he, I think they both produced it. Um, and it was them kind of starring in a, in a feature film, which I don't know, I'm sure it critically didn't do super well, but I, I enjoyed it. It was a funny, um, a funny movie, but interesting to listen to Jordan Peele talk about just his history with 
um, with film and with kind of the art of, of filmmaking, because I was listening to an interview um, from IndieWire, which was um, done before or right after Get Out came out. Um, and he was talking about how um, what he said was that directing was his first passion. He knew he wanted to be a director before he wanted to be a, you know, a comedic actor or uh, anything in front of the camera. He knew that he was interested in, in the art of filmmaking and being a director. And that was, I think he said that was when he was like 11 or 12 years old. So he was always kind of building towards this writing and directing stuff, um, but went through the avenue of, you know, sketch comedy and all that, um, which he was great at, but turns out he, I don't know if you can say one's better than the other, but turns out he's just as good, if not better as a director, which is um, something I think I was at least pretty surprised by after just um, hearing he was going to be making that transition. So one other thing that he mentioned in that interview was he started writing Get Out in 2008. So that's like almost 10 years before it actually ended up coming out. Um, he was working on that idea as well as I'm sure many other um, scripts, specifically in the horror um, genre. That's something that he is really interested in, like the history of it and the kind of the tropes and stuff. We'll get into more of that later on. But um, yeah, started writing that in 2008 as he was still doing all this comedic stuff through um, through 2015. And then 2016 was Keanu, 2017 was Get Out. So um, yeah, that's kind of his, some of his background and, and bio. And obviously moving forward, he's doing primarily um, production. He's got his own production company now and um, directing. So key projects. So as I mentioned, only two <laughs> feature films directed so far. So Get Out, um, which was 2017, Us was 2019, um, and then Nope will be this this summer, 2022. Um, he has been a producer on a couple of pretty significant things, um, some shows, um, which I'm not going to get into right now, but specifically um, as far as feature films, Black Klansman, which was uh, Spike Lee, Spike Lee joint, and really um, one that I enjoyed. It was nominated for Best Picture, not not Spike Lee's best, but one of the one of my favorite movies of that year. Um, and then um, Candyman, which was another horror movie um, that he was only a producer on a few years ago. Um, so key projects really only get out in us, which is which are what we're going to be discussing um, moving forward. So I'll get into get out, especially a little bit later. I just want to mention on us. I'm sure I'll talk about it more too, but um, us was obviously the follow-up to get out really high expectations going into that movie. And personally, I really like, I really thought us was good. Um, it may not have held together as perfectly as get out does, but I thought that it was, um, at least on a similar level. Um, if, if get outs like four and a half to five stars, um, us, I'd say is a solid four, um, with especially the performances of Lupe de Nyong'o and everyone else in that film. Um, Winston Duke, um, I, I thought it was really good. I thought it lived up at least to the Jordan Peele kind of brand and was a good second, you know, because coming off the expectations from Get Out, it's so hard to have a second um, feature that lives up to that. And I thought it was at least, you know, a worthy entry into, into that canon and looking forward to Nope here coming out as the third. So um, yeah, I really like Us um, was especially good on a rewatch and just some of the elements that were built into that, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. So um, last thing just on this get out, um, was nominated for, um, best picture of the year that it came out and it did win, um, Jordan Peele won best original screenplay, um, for that screenplay in his first, um, first feature film as a director. And, and he wrote it as well. 
and won his first Oscar, which is obviously very difficult to do. So congratulations to him for that. So on to the next category. So the next category is themes and style. So this will be the place to kind of dive deep on what we've seen in the past with um, these various filmmakers, what kind of content they've made, what um, themes are present throughout. And for some, there'll be different, you know, filmmakers with kind of a wider um, filmography will have different categories for different genres or different types of, of films they've made. With Jordan Peele, it's pretty straightforward in the sense that all of his films have had have been in the same kind of genre and about some of the same concepts um, with similar styles as well. Although the films themselves are not very straightforward as, as those who have seen these films know. So, um, so we can get into it. So really interesting to hear him talk about um, his kind of history with comedy and how that prepared him for horror and how those things are, are similar in a lot of ways, as far as what it takes for a filmmaker and for performers to um, present what they're trying to um, present. So one of the things he talked about in that same interview was just knowing where the audience is at all times is something that's essential in both comedy and horror, because you're building towards something you are. And it's, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's present in, in any film, any genre of film that you're making, but I think especially in these two, you are having to audience reaction is important in comedy and horror more than probably any other genre. So in that sense, knowing how you are bringing them along, knowing where the audience is, as he said, um, is just something that I think was able to be translated really well from his, his work in comedy to horror and knowing that you're going to have to um, build towards something. And it doesn't, you know, if it, it could work on, on screen, but if the audience doesn't get it, or if the audience doesn't come along for the, for the journey, then it hasn't worked. So I think that that's something that's, we don't really think of core of comedy and horror as, as similar in very many ways, but I do think that that kind of element is, is there for both of them and, and really essential as a director. So one of the things that's been present in both of his films, and I would expect it to be in Nope as well, is just the presence of a, of a big twist. So um, so in Get Out, I don't want to get into spoilers, but obviously there's certain characters and stuff that you expect to be uh, on a certain side. And then there's a switch that happens. There's a moment, you know, where everything turns. Um, and in Us, there's our, there are a couple different twists, including at the very end. Um, but you're kind of waiting for that and expecting that, which in some senses is comes from that horror like knowledge and history that he has but i think it's something that's been added into more modern horror as well um i don't think that that's necessarily present in all of your kind of historical classic um horror um films so one of the things he said about this and this kind of goes along with the audience um, expectations and what they're um watching and and how they're coming along within the within the viewing of the film, uh, he said, it's very important for me to use what we expect from film to subvert the audience's expectations. So subversion of expectations is something that's been kind of beat to death in recent years with like people saying that for anything that's considered a surprise or a, a going against maybe a fan theory or whatever else. Um, and that's a whole nother discussion, but within these movies specifically, I just think that he's, um, using that history because horror is one of the most i would say defined genres as far as some of the 
key points throughout a horror film that you expect with like just you know the building of tension and then the release of tension and jump scares and whatever else um is present there um building towards a release of some sort get out being the kind of perfect example of a movie where you're watching it and as the audience you're like seeing things and picking up things along with the characters you know horror films are famous because we always are like i mean get out is the perfect example because it's the name of the film but when something's happening you're like these people are so dumb like get out you know like why are you in this situation why are you staying in that house why are you going in that field all those other sorts of things um and that's that's still present but i think that he does a good job of understanding kind of point by point where this character is and why the character is thinking the way that they are to the point where we're still yelling get out during get out but it's um it's as Chris, the main character, is experiencing experiencing those things as well. So we kind of that twist hits in the right way where it's not expected and it is a subversion of of kind of those expectations. So I do think that his I'm not as enough of a kind of student of of horror film history to go into all the different um inspirations and different things he's pulling from, but it is clear that he has a desire to make genre movies that are still kind of busting through and becoming a modern interpretation of that genre and playing off of what you expect when you see a horror, because for me personally, I didn't really like horror at all um, going through like high school and probably most of college. And I still don't necessarily, but this is, I think his stuff is right on the line where it's, it's classical horror, but it's because there's not a bunch of those jump scares and it's, it's more real life, um, well, there's supernatural elements in both of those films and definitely going to be a nope as well, but it's not like a haunted house as much as like playing with different social things and issues and stuff that we're, um, that we do see in real life. So I think that that kind of gets it more on the thriller side. Um, although the kind of the climax of each of those films dips back into horror. So it's kind of on the line there where I'm personally much more interested in thrillers, probably my favorite genre of film, whereas horror I can kind of take it or leave it. Um, so that's just me. But the other um, kind of obvious point of um, of theme within his films is just the the racial component, um, highlighting black stories, be, having a chance to um, put some of these actors, Daniel Kaluuya being one of the best examples, who in 2017 was relatively unknown. Um, he'd been in a couple things, been in a Black Mirror episode. Um, he was a supporting character in Sicario, a few other things, but this was kind of his first leading role. And um, I believe he was nominated um, for Best Actor that year and has gone on to be, for my money, maybe the best working actor that we have right now, at least the best um, like in his age range. Um, and if you don't believe me, I'd say go watch Judas and the Black Messiah from last year and watch his performances. Um, Chairman Fred Hampton because and he won um, best supporting actor for that and just yeah one of the best working actors that we have right now for sure and this was kind of his big break and he'll be in nope as well um, so a chance for um, to highlight some of these and give opportunities to these um, black actors in a genre that has been I mean all genres have been historically pretty um, 
like white um, dominated throughout Hollywood history, but horror being especially that um, where he is really kind of reinventing things as far as the perspective of the stories that are being told and um, doing a good job, I think, of showing some of those, especially in Get Out, you have the you have the microaggressions, you have the um, some of the racial subtext and stuff that's there. Um, and it's a little bit below the surface. And then, of course, throughout the climax of the film, it is really what everything is based on, but does a good job of, um, I don't know how to articulate it, I guess, but having those things be present, but not, I'm sure there's people that are scared off by even the idea of, of his films and stuff, but I don't think that it's so on the nose that it will alienate certain audiences or anything like that. So um, not that that's necessarily a bad thing either, but I think that he has, does a good job of, of keeping those things um, present while not necessarily being the end all be all of the, of the film. So that's something that will continue. Um, it's present in us as well, maybe not as much on the surface. And then um, I don't know about Nope yet, but it's, you know, certainly going to have um, the um, cultural significance of, of his previous films. So getting into the idea of kind of the twist a little bit more and understanding of the, of the movies. So this is maybe more of an us question rather than a get out question. Cause get out, I think, especially after you see it a couple of times, you know, what's going on um, throughout and it's not, it's not super ambiguous as far as like what happened. Whereas us is, I still don't know if I know exactly what's going on in that movie, but, um, but he said a really interesting quote in another interview I was listening to um, from, this is from the big picture, which shout out to um, Sean and Amanda who do the big picture. Cause one of my favorite um, movie podcasts, I would recommend it to anyone and um, has been really interesting to listen to over the years. And I appreciate the work that they do, but they had an interview with, um, Jordan Peele as well. Um, he was talking about, again, with this audience theme a little bit, but especially uh, how do you um, keep people understanding what's going on? So here's the quote. Some people make movies and the idea is, hey, if you get it, good for you. And if you don't, too bad. This is my voice. But then he goes on to say, I'm more in the vein of people who are doing their own voice, but they are honoring the audience's entertainment. So basically just comparing two different types of, of directors, right? Some of these more artistic ones where it's like, you see a movie and it's like, I don't understand what's going on. And there's, there's definitely directors that are on that side that I personally really enjoy um, that are on the side of like, I'm making something. And if you get it, that's great. And if not too bad, I'm not going to explain it to you. But Jordan Peele saying he's he's more in the vein of I'm giving my own voice and I'm trying to articulate that, but I want it to be something that the audience is on board with and has a chance to, you know, be entertained by first and foremost, but also um, learn from and, you know, come along for the for the ride. So uh, and then he he gave a few different examples of, of directors and stuff. So not compromising his own you know voice and vision, but keeping in mind how other people are going to receive it and need to, um, to process it. So I just thought that was an interesting comparison. Again, I think that there's both can be really good. Um, some of the movies, some of my favorite movies that I've seen are ones that I don't fully understand necessarily. Um, and I think that's the director's, um, intent, but I think for the, 
for the general audience and for um, myself as well, these directors who have these high concepts and get into some of the more um, difficult to understand plots and twists and everything else, but they still care about it actually making sense, even if it's not till the third or fourth time you watch it or have to, has to be explained to you. Um, I think that's a good thing. I think that that's for the wide audience, what people want um, is to be able to, um, to figure out kind of the meaning behind um, what's going on with, you know, there's a, a number of different theories, especially from us um, about what it's really about, whether it's, um, you know, classism and, and poverty and all those sorts of things, or um, I'd have to re revisit some of that stuff. I remember that was the main one. Um, and I think that that's, it's great that people can have different interpretations of, of stuff, but I think Jordan Peele wants to have that clear vision of um, articulating what he's putting on the screen and it being something that can be achieved and understood by the audience instead of something that's just beyond comprehension. So I don't know if that all makes sense. Um, hopefully my, hopefully my voice and vision also is honoring the audience's entertainment as he says. So probably not. Um, but I think that that's a good thing and something that, yeah, you want to, for the most part, when you see a movie, you want it to be able to be understood, even if it's not the first time you see it. So, so that's all good. Next category. So that's themes and style. Um, there's a lot more there. Um, and I, I'm sure after seeing Nope, it'll be interesting to talk about what kind of continued on through the three. Um, I've heard this, you know, kind of referred to as a, as a trilogy, you know, are these all happening in the same universe? Um, if nothing else, it's a kind of a, a conceptual um, trilogy. So I'm excited to see kind of how those things all fit together. And I'm sure I'll talk more about the themes and style after that movie comes out. So next category, and this, this might be the one that I spend the most time on as far as prep and thinking um, ahead of time. Um, Cause it's, so here's the idea. The question is if I could commission them this, you know, whichever director we're talking about in this case, Jordan Peele, if I could commission Jordan Peele to do one project, what would it be? So I get to decide, um, you know, I have the, I have the budget, I have whatever else to say, you know, I want you to make this type of, of movie. Um, and it could get into as many details or whatever. It could be as obscure as, as I would like. So this is kind of a fun exercise and one that I want to take for myself. I want to like actually think about and, and do get creative with and try to take seriously. So that's why I'll probably spend a lot of time, especially with some of these other directors, like, man, what if this was real? What would I want them to do? So um, for Jordan Peele, I was thinking, I really like what he's been doing. I want him to continue to do, you know, these, these horror, you know, genre bending things. I'm sure he's going to continue to do that, but assuming that that's going to be the case, what do I, if I had to pull him in one direction for one film, I would try to pull him back towards comedy. Not that his comedy is better than his horror, but just, we don't have a ton of great comedy right now. So, um, and I just think that he, you know, whether he's, um, reconnecting with with Keegan or not uh, doesn't really matter. I think his writing ability and stuff going into a comedy would be what we um, what we want to see and what would be different from you know the other work that he's done at least in feature films. So, for one thing, before I get into kind of the idea of the film, um, the ability that Jordan Peele has to kind of pull some of these elite actors for his um, for his casts, I think is 
huge and would go into, you know, I already talked about Daniel Kaluuya, um, Lupi Di Nyong'o, everyone else that, um, you know, he's got Kiki Palmer in this, in this one coming out. The ability to pull those elite actors is, had me thinking two different directions. One, we could either do like your basic ensemble cast comedy, right? Like a bigger, um, bigger cast, just a straight comedy, um, could be a family thing, could be a, a workplace thing. You know, I'm not sure I'm not going to write the script, but, um, just get a bunch of good, you know, get five, six, um, of our kind of B list to, um, to a list stars, put them in a, a comedy, you know, write something really good and just let them go. And I think that would be, I, I would love to see that and would really enjoy that. Cause that kind of, we don't get a lot of those types of movies anymore. Um, but, what I want to go is in a slightly different direction, which is a comedy, but it's a, one of the, one of the directors that Jordan Peele's mentioned in some of these interviews as an influence he has is, is Quentin Tarantino. So I'm thinking of a Tarantino-esque historical um, reimagining. So T- Tarantino has these, um, has three or four of these, of these films that are like historically based. Um, you know, you think, Glorious Bastards, you think Django Unchained, you think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, there's these historical contexts, but it's a reimagining of kind of the um, the ending of the story, right? So there's a, some different things that go into it there. So something like that, especially like the one that's most comedy um, focused would be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I'm thinking Jordan Peele doing a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood like tone and um, setting, not necessarily a Hollywood setting, but like a historical setting where you have a mix of kind of real people and um, reimagined um, characters and stuff that are interacting with one another and writing a story that goes off that, that touches on some historical things, but also has room to change that. So it's basically once upon a time in Hollywood meets like black Klansman, which he was a producer on. So something like that. Um, I don't, I'm not going to pick the historical event. I'll let Jordan Peele do that. And he can, you know, play with it however he wants. But I think that mix of historical context and like um, some of that more like educational or um, historical, I don't know, the what he's able to communicate through that setting, I think, you know, immersing ourselves in that would be one thing that he can continue with some of the what he's done really well. Um, as far as kind of cultural um, significance, but it being a comedy, it can, if he wants to continue with the Tarantino, like example, if he wants to end it with a bang and with like some huge action set piece type thing, like once upon a time in Hollywood does, and you know, pretty much every Tarantino movie does, that would be fine. But if it's, I want it to be comedy forward because once upon a time in Hollywood, whatever genre it technically is in, it's one of the funniest movies of the last like five years. So that's what I want from him. Um, just, just great actors, you know, hamming it up, having a good time, being dramatic, uh, being funny with one another and um, being in that historical context. So that's what I would like if I could commission one story from Jordan Peele um, and the opportunity, you know, that would be in front of him there to similar to black Klansman to elevate like an untold story of, um, of black history specifically. So that's what I would be looking for from, from him. I could have him do one project. All right. Last category. Well, yeah. Last official category. 
this is after going through, you know, after going through the bio, after going through um, the filmmakers key works, talking about the themes, talking about, you know, if, if we could have a dream project for them in the future, what would it be? This is, there can only be one. So we have to choose in this case, it won't be as hard as, as in future cases, but we have to choose if they only had one work, what is their one best work? You can only have one. There can only be one. So um, for this, I would have to choose the Continental Breakfast Key and Peel skit. No, um, I want to actually pick that because it's some of the best four minutes of, of YouTube that you'll find. So if you haven't watched that, please go watch it right now. Um, some early signs of, of the Jordan Peele horror influence within the ending of that um, skit, if you know what I mean, um, with the reference there. So, but some of the funniest stuff on there. Um, so, so much good Key and Peele stuff, but there can only be one. It has to be his first feature, Get Out. So look, I go do my research. Apparently a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb, but it's cool. Bro, how are you not scared of this, man? Couldn't see no brother around here. Chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here. Get out. Sorry, man. Get out! Yo! One of the most influential movies of the last, um, going to be going on 10 years now, um, of the, of the 2010s decade for sure. And kind of reinvented some of the, some of the horror stuff as well as, um, just, Yeah a movie that we haven't really seen one of before and it was nominated for best picture probably should have won best picture um, as far as most influential and the one that's going to stand the test of time from that year. Um, but just a couple examples of the way that it's gone on to influence. I feel like everyone's been trying to make another get out since it came out, especially a lot of TV shows. Um, some, some even Jordan, you could say Jordan Peele's done try to do it because um, at least his influence and people wanting him, his touches on different things. Um, Lovecraft Country was um, a HBO miniseries last year um, that had, you know, it was based on like HP Lovecraft horror stuff, but kind of some of the same vibe as Get Out and trying to capture some of that. The one that I would say did the best job that I've seen of getting compared to, the thing about Get Out too is it's always going to be like your basic, there were so many, there were so many memes or so many references and stuff that anytime there's like a horror movie, horror thing now, especially if it's a, a black character or something, you're going to get like get out references right away. People saying this is get out, you know, all over again. But exhibit A, what I thought did the best job of that, um, that I've seen in recent years was in season two of Atlanta, the TV show on FX, um, Donald Glover's show, the Teddy Perkins episode, which I won't get into it. If you haven't seen the show, if you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about, but Licky Stanfield, who is in get out um, stars in that episode as his character, Darius on Atlanta. And it's him kind of in a similar, you know, the get out comparisons are very easy because it's, he's going into a house and he's encountering weird people and there's, you know, bigger things happening with history and with um, violence and all this other kind of stuff, which I won't get into, but one of the best, like 40 minutes, 45 minutes or whatever of TV, um, in recent years and really captured that get out um, vibe and um, atmosphere in the best way that I've seen. Um, but I think the influence is, is clear that that came from, from get out. So the movie itself, you know, I'm sure most people have seen it. If you haven't definitely should um, not that, I mean, it's, it's not that scary. 
in my opinion. It's not like a true horror movie, like a haunted house or ghosts or something like that possession. Um, but it's, it's tense. It's a thriller. Um, it's got some action and stuff, but I was rewatching it the other day just to get into the um, research and stuff for this episode. And from the, from the opening moment with Lucky Stanfield's character walking in the suburb and like the way he's talking and stuff. Um, I just think I remember seeing it in the theater for the first time and just being in on it, you know, um, childish Gambino Redbone hits in the opening credits. And it's just like, it's one of the best films of the, you know, of that last decade. Also one of the best theater experiences. I remember for those that have seen it in the theater, I remember seeing it in the theater, pretty full theater and just the, the audience reactions, the laughing, the like tension, the, another actor that's gone on to um, do a ton of stuff. Um, Laurel, who is um, the, the friend in that character um, in that film and was a hit and then got on, you know, has gone on to do tons and tons of comedic stuff. So it's just, you know, it's just one of the best. It's hard to imagine him doing something better in his career. And that's not, not a knock on, I'm sure he can. Um, but, you know, if, if Get Out's your best film that you ever made, that's not a bad thing at all. That's, um, it's going to be, it's going to go down as one of the greats, I think. So moving on just to, as the kind of final thing here, um, just expectations for, for the new film. So Nope will be, releasing this Friday. I've seen a couple initial reviews that were really positive. I'm not trying to see too much on that, but definitely expectations are high. And it was really interesting to hear him talk about um, what he was thinking while writing this, obviously a little bit of a longer gap between us and this film um, because of the pandemic and everything else. Um, And this is what he said when he was talking about um, writing Nope. Uh, Peel said, I wrote it in a time when we were a little bit worried about the future of cinema. So the first thing I knew is I wanted to create a spectacle. I wanted to create something that the audience would have to come see. So I set my sights on the great American UFO story. And the movie itself deals with spectacle and the good and the bad that come from this idea of attention. It's a horror epic, but it has points in it that are meant to, meant to elicit a very audible reaction in the theater. So similar to Get Out and I think us too, the, you know, his, his films are meant to be experienced in a group, in a communal experience in the theater. So I'm excited to go see this in the theater. This one, it sounds like has the most, um, as he said, spectacle as far as I'm sure visuals and some of the action standpoint. Um, I mean, it doesn't sound like a spoiler to say there's a UFO or at least something appearing as UFO um, in this film. So I don't know too much more about what exactly is going on, but I'm excited And yeah, go check out Nope in theaters this weekend. And then we will be covering it again on the podcast here in a couple of weeks once people have had a chance to see it and talk about it. So with that, um, this is, this has been Director's Club. Jordan Peele, welcome to the Director's Club, our first entry. And we'll look forward to adding some more as the year goes on. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next time.
in the place with style and grace. Allow me to lace these lyrical dishes in your bushes. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies. The back of the club, sipping my wet is where you find me.